What is up, Flames fans? Today, we are going to be taking a look at the recent line changes Daryl Sutter has rolled out in practice ahead of the game against the Seattle Kraken. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning in. Please remember to subscribe to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, on YouTube as well. Today, we are going to be taking a look at the some of these line changes that have just got, they've got me in a little bit of a tizzy, and I'm actually going to share my screen with you. Because we're going to go over another article. This is an article from Eric Francis. Yes, our good friend Eric Francis of Sportsnet. And this is what uh, this is what he has to say. So um, this article is obviously online. It is titled, In Bid for More Offense, Flames Sutter Puts Huberto and Kadri Together. I think that this makes sense. Heading into training camp with a radically revamped top six, Daryl Sutter said one of his for, one of his first orders of business was simple. I need to figure out if Huberto is a Lindy, a Lindy guy or a Cadre guy. Two months later, he's still not sure, which is why no one should have been surprised to see Huberto line up alongside Cadre in practice for the first time Monday. Um. <laughs> I don't think people are surprised by that. I, I really don't think anyone had a reaction to Kadri and Huberto being on the same line. I think that there's um, a bigger problem in the top six that we're going to talk about that uh, has a lot of people concerned. Seven games in, Huberto, Lindholm, and Tyler Toffoli have yet to score a single five-on-five five goal. No other top line in the league can say as much. That is a very concerning stat. I think that anyone should be worried when you see numbers like that. I think that, um, you know, obviously we know that special teams run the league. We know that it's important to be able to have your, you know, power play in order, your uh, penalty kill in order. But if you can't score a five-on-five goal then you need to start looking at something else. And I said it in an earlier episode, but if you are not, if Brett Ritchie has more goals than you, then I think we need to start changing things and taking a look around. It's a shocking team for a stat that has still found a way to open with a 5-2 record thanks to its depth and special teams. I think they've been good on the power play, all of them together, said Sutter, whose club sits eighth in the league with a man advantage. I think it's still a long ways from being exact. And so the line tinkering begins for the first time this season. Huberto's line mates Tuesday were Kadri and Andrew Mangiapane, who have previously made up the team's most effective line with Dylan Dubé. I mentioned it on the Oilers recap 
uh, or sorry, the Battle of Alberta recap in terms of that line being the most effective and looking like the Flames' best line. And I think that that's very true. Um, the biggest concern that I have is not moving Dubé up with Mangiapane and um, Huberdo. Or I guess you can't really do that. You can't do that. I am, I'm being silly. But <laughs> it's not that line that I'm actually talking about. It's the second line. Um, yes. So it's actually the second line. It's the Lucic. Yes, Milan Lucic. Uh, Lindholm and Toffoli line that I was talking about. I think that it makes more sense for Dubé to be moved up and Lucic to stay in the bottom six, but that is just me. Uh, Monday's second trio consisted of Milan Lucic alongside alongside Lindholm and Toffoli. As, a, as solid as Lucic has been for the fourth line to date, his presence on the second unit hints strongly at the possibility the new, new trios were simply practice experiment that may not continue into Tuesday. I, I would hope not. Um, I, I really... I don't think that we need to experiment with top, with top six Lucic anymore. This isn't, you know, 2011, 2012, really, like, top-line Lucic performance. I just, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say it, but it's time to start giving some of the younger guys an opportunity here. And I do hope that this was just a practice line, and we do see a Dubé, Lindholm, and Toffoli um, matchup, and you know, if things have to get shifted around, maybe we see Huberto, Kadri, and Toffoli, and then maybe we see um, Dubé, Lindholm, and Mangiapane. You know, switch things up. I think that the thing here is they don't have a lot of practice time over the next uh 15 days, they have eight games in the next 15 days, so that's a that is a lot of hockey, and that is a lot of time that they could lose in terms of points, in terms of being where they want to be and, you know, maybe being where they thought they'd be. And coming up next, we are going to take a look at the rest of the article because there is still so much to talk about. But before we do that, let me talk to you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet online is your number one source for all the latest odds, news, and scores. Go place some bets on the World Series. Even though Game 3 was canceled tonight, maybe just place a bet for the rescheduled game. The NBA season is in full swing, so of course you can just dive right into that and of course enjoy some Jason Tatum and LeBron James. And you can do so by betting safely at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you all for tuning in to Locked on Flames. As always, you can find me on Twitter at JustBelmosto. Right before the break, I mentioned that the Flames are playing eight games in the next 15 days, and that's a lot. Um, that is a lot. That's quite a bit of time to obviously gain some ground in the division, but also you're going to be tired. So you need to be ready and be prepared, right? The priority in all of this is to find a way to get Huberto back to 
back into the type of offensive rhythm that netted him 115 points last season, although in a less structured system. I get it. Um, I think, you know, it's fair to say that Huberto is the expectations are high for him. Sometimes players just start off slow and that, that is what it is. But Sutter does go on to say that Jonathan is a really good 200 foot player. Um, and Huberto does have a goal and four assists to date. I think there has been way too much talk about goals and assists and points in last year. It's so different. When that happens, the players think, okay, I've got to score more. He does everything else. He's a good player. Instead of putting pressure on yourself to score or make that play, just play the game. Okay, this is exactly what like everyone needs to hear. Sorry, I thought I was sharing my screen with you. But, um, you know, I think with there's such like a heavy emphasis on points and scoring and, you know, making sure, you know, this team wins the over and, you know, this for that, that and blah, blah, blah. But like at the end of the day, you just need to play the hockey game. You need to play the game and you need to play it well. Um, uh, who he'll do that with, who he'll do that alongside is the big question moving forward. As the Flames' best player and leading scorer, Kadri has played the type of well-rounded game capable of lifting the fortunes of of anyone around him, which is so true. Um, you know, I think in the NHL, or really, yeah, mainly the NHL, you know, you can be put on a line with the best player on your team and you could be like a fourth lining bum and that top line player is going to make you look fantastic. And I, I really do think the flames need to figure out a way to get things going. I think that the, I think that the one C does belong to Nazem Kadri. I do. I think, while I think Eliasland home is great and a strong center. I do think that Kadri is number one. I just, I think that that's the case. And I, I'm sorry if you disagree, but uh, Kadri has the credentials to be a 1C on this team with the current roster. Not with, not what's in the past, not with Gaudreau and Kachuk, not with Sean Monaghan over here and Giordano, you know, on the back end, you know, none of this, none of that is relevant to what's happening now. And Flames fans, like, I get it. Like, we're so focused on the success of last year and what Kachuk brought and what Gaudreau brought and what, you know, their tangibles were. But you're working with a higher level of talent now. And you need to release the expectations of last year and just focus on what's in front of you. Because you're not getting Gaudreau back. You're not getting Kachuk back. You don't have a captain, but that's okay. Like, let's move forward. It's time. But at what cost, as Kadri's line has been the team's most productive? The fact is scoring is going to be way harder to come by this year, which puts even more pressure on finding the best fit for Huberto. Well, then maybe we should have traded for another top six winger because that's what this team needs and it's only we've only been saying this for how long our chance our chances for are up from a season ago but the difference 
there is finishing and quality. And Sutter, or said Sutter, whose top line had four, seven even strength goals at this time last year. Do y'all not understand how concerning of a statistic that is? It is Halloween, and this team has not scored a, or sorry, this top line has not scored an, a single even strength goal. And this time last year, they had four even strength goals. And I get it. And I just said, we need to move on. But if you want to see success like you saw and keep winning, you need to figure out even strength scoring. What's real is you took two 40-goal scorers out of your lineup and didn't put two 40-goal scorers back in. So you're going to have to score more with volume and plays around the net. So far, so good in that regard. As Brett Ritchie and Michael Backlund have scored three apiece with Several coming at key times. If Brett Ritchie is mentioned here as being one of your key goal scorers in the Lord's year 2022, we need to change something. Oh, my God. It's only natural for many observers to look at high-powered newbies like Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger to step up with more of the offense they're known for. Yes, I hate that this makes sense. This is the challenge. This is challenge. This is challenging. This is okay. Honestly, what is this? This is a challenging thing for me because this is everything you guys talk about and is exactly what I talked about when I came here. Johnny and Monty and Matthew and Gio said Sutter of the team's former we need to move forward move forward it's the thing it's the same thing we had to get totally away from that and we have to get totally away from it again it's like we're taking step backwards steps backwards here and we need to just again release the past and move forward because my god Dubé was dropped off, was dropped to the left side of the third pairing with Backlund and Blake Coleman, while Rizichka shared some skating time on the fourth unit with Trevor Lewis and Richie. The new chemistry experiment continues Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday as Seattle, Nashville, and New Jersey come to town. Hey, folks. <laughs> How many more times am I going to have to sit here and say, it's time to move on? We came strides. We moved mountains to get out of bad habits and to get out of where we were as a team to get to where we were last year. Yes, we lost Gaudreau. Yes, we lost Kachuk, but we brought in additional players to find a new way to play. And that is, that's okay. And we're going to talk about some more flames <laughs> coming up next after this break. Thank you all for tuning in to Locked on Flames. As always, I'm Jess Belmosto and so happy to talk hockey with you all. <laughs> I'm very sorry if I got a little too passionate 
a little too heated. It is just something that I'm so frustrated with. This team, now it's it's not a matter of them having the inability to score or the inability to set up a lineup. It is the fact that they need consistency in terms of finding that lineup, but they're not going to find that. And like, you're not going to have a settled lineup until you actually, um, you know, find what works for your star players that you brought in. So if, if you're setting your, if you're setting Jonathan Huberto up to fail, the whole team's going to fail. And it's not going to be because he's not scoring. It's going to be because of other things around him where it's impossible for him to score. And I still cannot believe that Brett Ritchie has more goals than him. But you know what? I can at the same time because at the end of the day, Jonathan Huberto is more of a passer than a goal scorer. And that's okay too. But now we're going to have to start the conversation of who do they bring in um, as a top six forward. I'm going to puke here, but Patrick Kane's name has been brought up in the mix. Patrick Kane, who's at like towards the tail end of his career. Actually, no, he's not there yet, but he's getting there. Bring in David Posternock. Probably can't afford him, but that's okay. I don't know what this team needs more than a top six, another strong top six winger. We thought we were getting that in Hubert, uh, not in Huberto, into Foley. And we did get that into Foley. But then our 240 goal scorers left. So we have to figure that out. The Flames need to figure it out. And there's no other way around it. And I am going to be spending a lot of time this week talking about it because I think Nick Zararis will bring in some great context and analysis and some rationale because I can't do that today. I can't. So thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames. As always, I am Jess Belmosto and thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you tomorrow.